This is Tom Goolsby, and welcome to MasteringLaw.com, the podcast dedicated to attorneys out there who are mastering the business of practicing law. Today's episode, Killer Client Intake. For years, I've thought about how to tweak every level of my law firm out to get the most out of my people, most out of our resources, most out of our technology, but I keep coming back to client intake. Think of all the money you spend to get people to pick up the phone and call you, to contact you. And then what happens? I find firm after firm after firm drops the ball at that point. Why? Because they don't train their people on killer client intake from the get-go. How do most phone calls go? And I'm looking here at my notes. This is the way they go. Uh, I need to speak to Mr. Goolsby. Is he in? Uh, no, he's uh, on the phone. He's in court. He's with a client. Um, well, I, I've got a situation. Well, i tell you what. Can I put you on his voicemail? That is not the way you want your phone calls to come into your office. But check. Most attorneys' offices, that's exactly what happens. And it's the last thing you want to have happen. What you want to have happen is your folks answer the phone from the beginning with the entire response being, how can I help you? I'm here to help you. What's your problem? You've got a grand opportunity for your staff at the beginning of any conversation when they pick the phone up to help because the person calling you is calling you because they need help. They're considering using your firm. And the real question is, how do you set up procedures to cinch that deal from the very first time they hear a pleasant voice on your side of the line. Your staff could just take a message, they could send it to your voicemail, they could get a number so you can call them back, or they can do this. They can pre-sell the caller on you and your firm. Why wouldn't you want them to do that? Why wouldn't you want them to sell you at the very beginning? Here's the way the pre-sell ought to go. Goolsby Law Firm, this is Linda, how can I help you? I need to speak with Mr. Goolsby. I'm sorry, he's in court. Why I say in court? It depends. Most of the time, people expect a lawyer to be in court, and, and that's an acceptable excuse. So he's in court right now. I can text him with your contact information. He'll call you back as soon as he's free. Tell me what your situation is instead of, does he know what this is about? Is this a criminal or personal injury matter? Blah, 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 blah. Let me get rid of you as soon as I can. Now, if you train your staff, they understand that if folks aren't walking in the door, they're not getting a paycheck at the end of next week, okay? So it, it is, again, imperative, and we'll talk more toward the end of this podcast about how imperative it is that you make sure that your staff is trained. But from the beginning, here's sort of a checklist. The caller needs to be welcomed. They need to hear a friendly, caring voice. Welcome. Number two, an introduction. You know, this is the Goolsby Law Firm. This is Linda. How can I help you? From the beginning, define the initial need of the person. What's your situation, hon? What can I help you with? Tell me what's going on. Get their name. Delay the transfer. Don't just transfer them right to voicemail. Don't just get a name and a telephone number. Mr. Goolsby will call you back when he can find time to call you. No, they're the number one most important person in their world, and they should immediately be the number one most important person 
in your firm's world. So delay the transfer and dig deeper. I'm his paralegal. I'm his legal assistant. Tell me what's going on. How can I help? Tell me about your situation. And then, and only then, can you even make a decision about transferring someone potentially to voicemail or taking a message and letting them go. And even then, there's more that can be done. Now, if it's clearly outside the realm of what you do, I only do two things, personal injury and criminal defense. Somebody calls it a family law problem. I do not want to talk to them. Almost never. I have no reason to talk to them. I want to get them referred to a friend of mine that I trust that handles family law matters that does the same thing back to me with criminal referrals. And that's something we're going to talk about in a later podcast. If you don't have set up a referral network with other attorneys who refer back to you and you refer to them, that's something you've got to get set up. But your people need to have that list of attorneys to refer to. And also, they also have to be trained, and we'll talk about this again in a later podcast, to then follow up and let that attorney's office know that person's been referred over. So if for some reason, though, it's a friend of yours and you, you know, they feel like you probably want to refer them, then sure, they can delay that referral and you can follow up later. But if it is a case where you can help, it's time that your staff locked in that caller right now because guess what? You're probably not the only attorney's office they're calling. They're going to get on the phone. If you're not available and you're in court, you're on another call, you're in a meeting, you're in a deposition, what are they going to do? They're going to be dialing for attorneys, and you don't want them to go away from you. So how do you stop that? Well, that's where your staff engages in conversation. Hey, did you know that Mr. Goolsby's an expert? Depending now what your state rules are, maybe you are an expert in criminal defense, or maybe you specialize in that. Maybe you concentrate your practice in that area. You know, Mr. Goolsby has concentrated his practice in criminal defense for the last 25 years. He's handled thousands of DWI cases. In fact, he was a senator. Did you know that? He wrote a lot of these laws. He understands how these things work better than anybody. What do you know about him? And again, No matter what the answer is on that, unless they're like your brother, they need to continue to build you up, telling truthful, wonderful things about you. And in that caller's mind, locking them in, the best thing they did when they woke up this morning was pick up the telephone and call your office. They need to reach out and make a real, personal, passionate connection with that caller. They need to expound on your abilities, your expertise, your enthusiasm, your love of your craft and your clients. The expertise of an attorney is, is, is paramount to somebody that's looking to hire you. And also, they need to find everything they can about the potential client. Find out everything. Tell me about this. Okay, you've been charged with a DWI. What did you blow? Have you had any prior DWIs? When did you get out of jail? Who came and picked you up? Any and everything they can do to dig down into that, to get you answers so that you've got the ability to follow up later, the more that people invest on the phone with your office, the less likely they are to call other people or the less likely they are to at least make a hiring decision until they hear from you. Now, the last thing to really put that hook in and cinch it, anybody out there who who fishes, you know that the minute that fish bites, you, you feel the nibble, 
and then you wait until they go for the hook, and then what do you do? You pull back on that rod and you sink the hook into the fish's jaw. Well, this is what you want to do now at this point. This is what your staff has got to be trained to do. You need to offer some kind of info to them about you. The staff needs to offer information to the caller about you before you even return that call. Like, hey, can I get your can I get your telephone number? Can Mr. Goolsby text you at this number? By the way, what's your email address? I'm going to go ahead and send you an intake form. Do you have a copy of the citation that you received last night or the lawsuit or whatever else? Can you scan that and email it to me? Or even better, could you pull out your smartphone and take photographs of it and then just text it all over to me or over to Mr. Goolsby so he can see it right away? I'm going to text him in court and let him know exactly what is going on. Now, just about no matter how busy I am, unless I am literally in a trial at the time, I get a text on a good case coming in potentially from my staff. I'm going to find five minutes to call that person back, and this is incumbent upon you to at least touch base as soon as possible. Maybe you can't do a full 20-minute interview over the telephone, but you can pick up the phone and call them back and say, hey, I got the I got the citation. I got the lawsuit that you texted to me. I've been reading this. When's a good time I can call you back a little later and follow up? And I do have a couple of things I need you to do in the meantime. Anything that you and or your staff can do to engage people is important. Let's get back to what else your staff can do besides sending an intake form. They can also, maybe you've got a memo. Maybe you've written a nice article that might be up on your website that you might have in draft form as a, uh, a PDF file, or maybe you've done a video on it, whatever it is, on DWIs. Hey, I'm going to send you a link to our website where Mr. Goolsby's video on DWI is. Please take a few minutes to watch that. It'll give you so much helpful information. Boom. Now you're the expert. They've gotten on their phone your DWI video. They've watched it. They've seen you in action. They think you hang the moon. Boom. You've locked them in. You can also send a, a link, like I said, to an article, to a blog on your website. In addition to the video, maybe you've got some kind of article that you can actually send them a PDF file. Do that. You also want to make sure that your staff follows up. And again, this is something I like to have happen. If you've got standard times where you're available for an appointment, not that you're necessarily going to keep it, when you qualify that person later, and you have to do that, whether or not they can actually pay you and whether or not they're somebody that you actually want to bring in. Maybe you got somebody that's just batshit crazy. You talk to them on the phone, you realize they're too much trouble. You don't want them. You can always cancel the appointment, but go ahead and get your staff to lock them in with an appointment. The way it works at my office, I have orders to my staff that when people call, immediately set them up with the nearest available appointment starting at 3 in the afternoon. 3, then we have appointments at 3.30, 4, 4.30, then I go back to 2.30, and then I go back to 2 o'clock. So in other words, I prefer to have later appointments rather than earlier. But we, if we fill them all up, that's a great problem to have. Now, all you want to make sure that you're doing here is being interactive, this is your staff, caring, helpful, reassuring, in addition to convincing them that you are the top choice, best ever, 
for that potential client. Because you've got to do that right out of the gate. Or you can wait. You can wait until you get a chance to call them back, but they may have already made a decision to hire another attorney. Now, why would you do it any other way? Really, why? Well, there's, there's no good reason why. In fact, what you ought to be doing is training, training, training your staff over and over again. Now, you're going to hear the minute when you launch any kind of program like this, there's going to be pushback, I guarantee you. You're going to hear that it takes up too much time. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know these people. I, I don't really, I'm not really an actor. Now, it's not helpful. It's wasteful. I'm telling you, ask them, and in their heart of hearts, unless they're going to just bald-faced lie to you, if you were in trouble and you were trying to choose one lawyer over another, how would it be to call 10 firms and to get, he's not here, he's in court, he's on vacation, he's in a deposition, she's not available, she's uh, not come in yet. I mean, can you imagine that answer? He's not come in yet. It's 10.30 in the morning. Sounds like your lawyer sleeps late. Well, that is not the kind of answer you want to have, but I guarantee you, you don't believe me? Pick up the phone tomorrow about 10 o'clock and start calling lawyers' offices, asking for them, saying you're a client. You will find probably one out of five saying, oh, he's not in yet. Like he's not in at 1030 in the morning. What does he do? Does he sleep late every day? Is he drunk the night before? That is the quality of so many phone calls. <clears throat> what you want to have happen is those callers are given from the very beginning an assurance of quality when they call your office, that they've made the right choice. Your staff has to above all else, believe in you. What they have to say over the phone has to be heartfelt. It has to be passionate. It has to be emotive. And what does it require? It requires your staff to believe in you. It requires your staff to have that passion that you can imbue in them if you train them, if you let them know that you really emphasize this, that you're going to be watching this. And again, what do people do? People do not only what you train them on, but what they know you're constantly testing them on. I do encourage you to listen to our other podcast on telephone protocols that is using the oldest technology in your law firm. But this one today has been on a real specialized way to have killer client intake in your office to really, really focus and hone down on that. And it's going to take training one week, training the next week, training the next week, putting together a procedures manual, something to follow, an entire guideline, calling your people up, cold calling and pretending to be a new client and seeing how they do it. And I'm telling you, just imagine the profit from just one extra client a week, one extra client a month. Say it's a, if you're like me in a DWI case and it's twenty-five to uh, twenty-five hundred to five thousand dollars, I get one extra a month. Okay, what does that do for me for the year? Well, that's another thirty thousand dollars. If it's the lowest level DWI that I handle, and that's I mean, is is that not amazing? <laughs> that's absolutely amazing. So what do you need to do? You need to start training today. How do you best do it? 
you go ahead and you pull out your iPhone, your Android right now, and you put a time in for 15 minutes just to sit down and talk with your staff about this to begin with. And then get their feedback. Hear what they have to say. And again, don't believe it if you hear, oh, that's too, we're too busy as it is, on and on and on. Not true. In fact, what you've got to do and what you can do is continue to hone down. If you've got way too many clients in way too many different areas, you know what? You're doing too much in too many different areas. You need to listen to one of our first podcasts about paring things down in your life and doing what you really enjoy. Do more of what you want, less of what you don't. Uh, so again, lots of good ways to make all that happen. But the best thing you got to do, if you're spending money on advertising, even if you're not, I mean, my word, don't throw these good clients and potentially good cases away. I sure hope this has been helpful for you. It is always fun for me to spend time doing this podcast and helping my fellow attorneys. I love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The website is, of course, masteringlaw.com. I am Tom Goolsby. God bless you and your practice and your family.